when I'm Santee from Nebraska, they were in Minnesota, but there was a Chippewa Indians. They had a fight. The white were on the uh, Chippewa side, and they ran the Santees out. The Sioux Indians, they ran them out. They, they end up in Nebraska. This is, I'm talking about back in... Like 1800s, yeah. 1820s. My parents are from South Dakota. My mom is from South Dakota. My dad met my mom in South Dakota. I was born in South Dakota, but I was transferred into, you know, Nebraska. So that's how I got enrolled in the tribe. Even though I'm a Sioux from South Dakota. But I've been here since 1974. Yeah, I'm a runaway. I came here, I'm still here. I'm 55 years old now. Yeah, I left because of family problems. Yeah, I just left. I hitchhiked out here. And when, you know, to be honest, when I came here to San Francisco, I got to talking to people on the street. Then I ended up on Polk Street. That's when you know, I was doing uh, male prostitution. For real, I ended up having sugar daddies. What? <laughs> Back in the day, 14 years old. Now I'm 55, it's like, uh, what? Oh, the sugar daddy, the sugar daddies were cool because, uh, you know, you know, I got what I want right around it, you know, in the Bay Area and gives me money and buys me food and stuff. You know, it was cool. And I wasn't really doing drugs that much at that time. I was doing a little beer here because, you know, uh, he gave me beer to drink. He wanted me to drink beer, so I drink beer. His name is Gerald, Geraldine. He drove a, what do you call it, a, a white, some kind of expensive car. BMW? He drove that. He's a, what do you call it, a, how he makes his money, he's a, a, a limousine driver. A limousine driver, so. I'm talking about back in 78. I lived in the Tenderloin. Because I was on GA and they paid my rent. And they gave me like almost $200 every two weeks. But they paid my rent though. And then I got on SSI before I was 20. Plus I was on SSI when I was 12 anyway. But they cut me off when I turned 18. When I got back on it though. Now I'm trying to get back on it. Right now, all I'm, right now, I'm just on food stamps, $200 a month. And Nebraska, there's nothing there. The wintertime is bad, it doesn't matter. Summertime, it's like, it's boring around here. All I see is corn and alfalfa. You know, it's boring around here. You know, I see white boys everywhere, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I said, shit, I just went like this. Yeah, I knew I was gay. Fantasy, I grabbed the dress that I found, I put it on. My dad said, we find this dress. I found this dress, you 
you know, we'll give it to some girl. When he wasn't there, I put that dress on. I was going up in the hallway, in the, 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 the room, going up the hallway, spinning around with the dress. It was a pink one. And then one, I remember one time, the dogs always bark when the fucking cars show up. The dogs always bark. And I was pushing this baby buggy with the doll in it. And I was wearing a dress. And my dad said, Grandma and Auntie's coming. He said, take that dress off, put it in the bucket. He, he put it in the closet. And I stood there looking at my grandma and auntie walking to the store. And I'm thinking about my fucking dress. I said, I hope they leave because I need my dress to put on. <laughs> That's for real. I was like about, oh God, like about maybe 13 years old. I was thinking about my dress. I wish Auntie and Grandma would leave so I could put my dress on and spin around. You know, I love it when I go like that and the dress is like this. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got out of there, though, at, at 14. Uh, Grandpa was sick, and Grandma and my dad, we went over to... Uh, South Dakota to the hospital. I went up there and I seen Grandpa and the, 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 the sheet was off. I could see that they put something on his dick, you know, whatever, you know, and it was it looked like it was hard. And Grandma went over and put the blanket, I mean, the sheet over him, you know, and I just, I said, Dad, I'm going to the bathroom. I left the bathroom and I walked down. I took the elevator down from the seventh floor. I went out to the parking lot, it was snowing out. I just walked to the other end of the city, Yankton, South Dakota, and I just went like this. I hitchhiked and I went to Chicago to be with my friends that I know, stayed with them, oh man. And I, life goes on from there because I ended up hitchhiking from Chicago down to fucking New Orleans and going down on Interstate 10 to LA to San Francisco and I'm here still. I have been, I have been, uh, picked up and they sent me back to Nebraska. And when I went to Nebraska, you know, uh, my dad says, You go back to California. You go back to California because you're going to leave anyways. You stay here and you go out there and you come back. You're going to go out there anyways, so you just go out and stay there. My dad said that, uh, that not, you know, you're going to go anyways. Just, you know, stay in California. He says, write letters and send pictures, which I did. I didn't send a picture, I sent a postcard. <laughs> I did, but he was happy though. He died in 85 when I was in prison. So uh, as far as my mom, I don't know about my mom because uh, uh, 
she never raised me. I was born in 59, and, and I, I really don't know her. I met her twice. As far as my brothers and sisters, they all got different dads because my mom married white white men, so they're all they're they're all got blonde hair, blue eyes. Me, I don't. Look at me, I'm full blood Indian. My brother and sister are blonde hair, blue eyes. Right here, all around here, all around the city. I know a lot of young people. Gay or straight or whatever, whatever, want to be straight, uh, they're all dead. And here I'm 55, I still survive. They're all dead and gone. They OD, they got stabbed, or whatever, they just died. Right over there, I got flowers over there on the fence over here. I always put flowers there once a week or twice a week, you know. And I got rosaries hanging on there. My friend Steve died next to me. He was sick for a couple days, like about four days. And then I woke up and I looked at him. I said, I'm going to the store to buy a drink. Steve? His eyes was like this. He was dead. So that's why every morning when I walk by there, I, it doesn't matter right now, I'll go by there and just say, Steve, hello, honey, how you doing? It's me, Kenny. He's dead. His body was cremated and sent back to his dad in, uh, uh, oh, God, I think, uh, upstate New York. Upstate New York. As far as uh, Steve, uh, died of a heart attack. Plus, he had TV. He didn't take his pills. I think I had something to do with that. Turquoise blue eyes. They're like glow at night. You look and I'm like, I look, all I see is blue eyes. It's dark out. You know, and I, I go, I grabbed him by the blonde hair in the back and I shook him. Steve! No response. Last I seen them, they put them in a black bag and zipped it up, put them in a, in a white van, and they drove off. I'm like, Dang! <coughs> Next morning, I pushed my cart down this way. My friend bought me a drink. He was sad that, uh, he, you know, when I told him. And I went down that way, and uh, everybody was telling me. Hey, sorry about your friend. And then I go down here every night for a couple weeks. Every night I go, Steve! And I cried and I cried. Yelling, screaming. And then all the Mexican Cubans that sleep around there, they're telling me, hey, leave it alone. Let them rest. Let them rest. Leave them alone. You know what? Put your mind in check. It, it, it worked. You know, so I don't think about Steve, but I still go over and put flowers over there, and I say, good morning, Steve. I love you and I miss you. Every morning I do that.
Because I sleep right here, or I sleep over there, where Steve died at. Right where he died at, I sleep right there. A lot of people that are dead and gone. You know what's really interesting is like, it's not interesting, it's sad. It's uh, I know several situations of a couple that's been together for like 20 years and then one dies and the other one is like drink itself to death or commit suicide because the partner died and I'm like whoa just because the partner died you know uh, uh, and then you commit suicide you know it's like and then I know another situation the same thing happened you know they commit suicide because because the partner died damn talk about true love but you know what I know is one thing you talk about heaven and hell, like these Samoans are preaching over here. They were feeding, feeding the food. They were talking about, oh, believe in Jesus, and if you want to go to heaven, you be walking on gold. You see gold everywhere. And I'm like, well, let me tell you one thing. The situation is heaven and hell it's when you're rich and got a lot of money, you're in heaven. But, like me, I'm in hell because I'm out here. And the situation is, you get into heaven when you first open your eyes when you're born. When you're born out of your mama's pussy, you open your eyes and you cry, well, you're in heaven. Now you gotta work your way into the situation. But when you're dead, you're dead. You're just like, you know, black, gone. There's no heaven and hell. They, they fuck with your mind with that shit, the Bible. That's all I know. <laughs>